0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Say Yes Movement Podcast. Hey Heather, how's it going today?
1: It's Friday and it's a celebration Friday, although I have to tell you, my energy is kind of low. So just before we came on, I had to do some some dancing and get my energy up. It just it feels a little bit heavy today. So I'm just being honest about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. State shifting, moving around, movement is gonna change your shift. It's shift your state, sorry. I'm too, like, I don't know what's going on with me, but I keep breaking glasses. And I think I talked to you about that before we got on the call. I don't know what's going on. I keep glasses around me, keep breaking. So, you know, it's interesting. You and I, we talked about this. So we're meaning making machines, right? We're always yeah. making meaning of something. And so I, I read, like, I did a quick search. I'm like, what does it mean when you're constantly breaking glass? So for those of you that are interested and might want to know what that means, Did a quick Google search and it said broken glass usually represents the end of an error and the beginning, but some people also believe broken glass is to mean a bad omen such as loss. While while much associate broken glass with negativity can also mean you're on a new path to a positive view. So I'm gonna take the positive view part because I don't want the other stuff. I'm just gonna leave that behind. <laughs> but it's interesting how we're always creating meaning of things, right? Like it does. So, and the reason I say that is I've broken three glasses in the last week and a half, and I got a chip on my windshield yesterday. And I'm like, what does this mean? You know, and I think we're always thinking about what it, what's showing up for us in terms of the things that come up in our lives. I know today is sorry, no, go
1: no, ahead no, no, no. I think it's it's funny because as soon as you shared that, what did I say to you? I said, I wonder what you're not seeing clearly. So my brain <laughs> automatically went to a meaning of what broken glass means. And it's you've broken glasses, your windshields cracked, like it's like all kinds of symbols that are coming in. And you know, yeah. whether you are superstitious or whether you believe that these symbols are there, our brain will find them. And they're 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 always there for us to see. It's just what's our brain looking? For so you know, as we we think about the this meaning and why we do this celebration Friday, because we want to infuse our brain and our body with all of the good things that we might not see just naturally, and that's why we do this celebration Friday. It's so important that we activate our brain to see the good of what happened this week, and because it's always looking for an answer, so let's find it some really good answers. So John. Besides the broken glasses, and by the way, just go to Costco, get some new ones. And and I love the Costco glasses. Uh, but what would you be celebrating this week?
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to celebrate a new beginning because broken glass is what it means. But also just uh, getting back on the program. I'm five weeks away, six weeks away from the big event that's coming up. So it's just around the corner. So just training for that. I'm feeling good. I'm healthy. So I'm going to celebrate that and just feeling feeling good as I go into the next five weeks and uh, getting ready for the big event in Victoria, BC. So yeah, I want to celebrate that because it's all good. It's all good. I'm feeling great, feeling fantastic. And that's the energy that I want to bring into my life. And that's the energy I'm going to put forward. What about yourself? What are you celebrating?
1: I love that. That's awesome. Mine's a strength one too. You know, that is my focus. And um, I've, I'm on a countdown for doing 25 push-ups, and now I'm at 11. So I'm just going to announce that that I can do 11 in a row. Um, Patrick watched me do my push-ups the other day, and he said most of those would count. So I'll take that as a win. <laughs> as a as a personal trainer or an ex personal trainer, uh, you know he's always looking for form, and form does matter. But honestly, I'm just making sure that I'm doing my push-ups, so that that feels really good. And then also, uh, you know, this week, I I've noticed that I've been there for a few friends that needed an extra hug or an extra just moment of silence and you know giving you the gift of time and your own energy is so um we, we we don't realize what a gift that is and sometimes just a voice note or just uh, a moment of time and and be with that person. Because, you know, that's what we also need as human beings. So it's been a it's been a a rough week for a a few other people that I know and, and just be there for them and, and, you know, write them cute little notes and keep that keep their energy up has been what this week's been all about. Yeah,
0: No, I'm with you. I was uh, I was at an event yesterday. And what was really interesting is the hugs were coming back in, right? So everybody's been really cautious. And I think about people back in the workplace, some people are like, yeah, let's give me a hug. And I'm like, Oh, wait, a <laughs> um, I'm good with the hugs. I'm a hugger. Um, so if you ever meet me, and you ever feel like you want to hug, just let me know. And uh, so yesterday's event, you know, I had a conversation with somebody, you know, expressing gratitude and thanks, right. As we continue the month of gratitude, that's what I started off at the beginning of April. And as we go into the, I guess the remaining nine days of the month, um, just feeling gratitude from others right so it's Mm. so important that we don't keep that to ourselves there's no point right like what's the point like i am grateful for you in terms of what we did but expressing it there's so much power in it and um so i i I had a conversation with somebody before and you know i finally saw them in person yesterday and they gave me the biggest hug i'm like wow that's like you know when you just feel that energy you feel that positivity like I'm going to say it, you feel the love, right? In a really mm-hmm. positive way. And I'm like, wow, this feels really great. And it was just nice to be in that, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, express some gratitude and thanks to somebody too, right? I just wanted to drop that in here because we are <laughs> not that, you know, it's funny because somebody said gratitude should be something we do every day. And I'm like, absolutely. But some of us, we forget, right? We forget, Especially when we're in a tough spot or things aren't going the way we want them to, gratitude just kind of falls off. And the way to get yourself back on track is through gratitude, right? And communicating gratitude to others, right? So just take that moment today, express some gratitude to some people around you, whether it's a text message. I know Heather, you do that. You send little messages when people pop into your head uh, and just let people know what they mean to you or just say a thanks, right? Like mm-hmm. That can just change somebody's world today. And I know, listen, we, we started off the call feeling like, yeah, you know, it's like the energy is just not there. It's not, you know, to where, we, where we want it to be, but we're slowly bringing it back because we're getting back into the space, right? So it's a beautiful thing when you can express that with others.
1: John, what have you been talking with your clients this week? Because what's been coming up for me, and, and it's similar to what you just mentioned, people are coming back into in-person mm-hmm. events. They're coming back into seeing people in person. And this nervous energy around seeing people is really a theme that's just popping up over and over and over again. And people are defaulting to, well, I want to stay online. I want to stay safe. Um, and they're you know, talking about that presentation at work that they have to do, or, you know, they're going to, they're going to present their their results to their boss in person. So it feels differently. And, and, you know, one example, they've never been in person with this group of people before, even mm. though they were working for a year and a half with them, which I, I totally forgot that that's <laughs> the scenarios that people are experiencing. So, you know, this, this theme of communication and anxiety around it is really, um, coming up a lot. And I I wanted to have that conversation because people are shying away from that and, and getting scared. So is that this, are you finding the same thing?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's been a a big topic of conversation with me and a lot of people, clients and just people around me is saying, you know, I got to get back in front of people. (gasps) And, you know, like you could, like, you could see the fear, the dread, the anxiety, the stress on their face as they say that. Right. And it's like, And, you know, and what's really funny is, you know, prior, you're right, you know, actually you just said it, you know, one thing people that have been hired over the, you know, since March of 2020, a lot of them haven't even seen their teams in person. They may have seen them over video, but being in a room and, you know, you have, I don't know about you, but you kind of start to build pictures. I know you experience this a lot because people show up in the room with you and you're like, wait a minute.
1: I'm only five feet tall. Yes.
0: (laughs) tallest the tallest five foot person I know. Uh, some of the tallest people I know are five feet tall. But um, you know, you walk in, you like you don't know what to express. And that creates another, you know, even though you know the person because you've been talking with them online, you've been having those conversations, you don't know them because you haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. I think there's something happens with your energy when you're in a space with somebody. And when you bring that nervousness, that anxiousness it, you, your message sometimes gets lost, mm-hmm. right? And if you're not careful with that, you're not showing up the way you need to show up, the way you want to show up. And I think a lot of us have the desire to go out there and deliver. If you're communicating at work, you're communicating on a stage, you're communicating even at a PTA meeting, right? With, with other parents and things like that. If you show up with that nervousness because you're uncomfortable about being in the room, it's going to change the way you deliver that message. And I know this 100%. is one of the...
1: This is yes. going to be one of
0: the things that we're going to focus on when we do our, our uh, masterclass next week on Thursday, the 27th at noon. And we're going to talk about this because this is something that's, that's happening. It's out there today. Yeah. You know, and, and one of the things and one of the tools, and actually we'll give you a sneak peek, right? One of the, two, one of the tools is just to be present in the moment, right? Because if you're not worried about the future, you're not worried about the past, the only place you can be is in the present. This is when you start to show up powerfully. And I know both you and I, when we've gotten on stages, there's nothing else in the world that matters. Or th- not even in stages, just getting up in front of people and delivering a message, everything just melts away. A hundred percent. And, and I, like, I don't know about you, but what's that feeling like for you when that just all melts away? It's like your present moment. Well,
1: I, I think, you know, I've had people come and ask me, you know, say, I want to, I want to speak. I want to feel more confident when I'm presenting at meetings at work. I want to feel that confidence and, you know, how do I get there? How do I, how do I do these things? And my first advice is you, what is the reason you want to feel that way? What is the reason and, and what is the impact you want to make on the audience that you're speaking to? Do you want to, you know be a leader that people want to follow do you want to be able to communicate you know financial impacts at work more uh, more aggressively do you want to create a vision for your team do you want to just be able to speak up at a meeting and articulate your thoughts and and ideas so that you can feel heard and seen at work all of those reasons are really good reasons to want to feel more confident and speak up so here's the here's the tip and it's it's going to feel simple but You got to practice. You got to practice speaking up in order to feel comfortable speaking up. It's just as simple as doing the work. And, you know, John, you know, you kind of, uh, you know, the viewers may or may not have heard this story already, but you kind of finagled me into this podcast because I got COVID and you're like, let's do a a show for five days since you're sick at home anyways. And I'm like, all right, I'll say yes to that. And that's how our Say Yes Movement podcast was born. Uh, Uh But this is actually us practicing what we preach right we talk about this all the time with our clients but you know mondays wednesdays and fridays 20 minutes we have a conversation about leadership vulnerability accountability and what's coming up for us this week and it gives us a chance to practice our communication, and like you said, just you know, moments before we come on live, we make sure everything around us, our environment, is a safe environment so that we can just be with each other, and of course, be with our audience. So that is how you get past being nervous. You practice, and you practice a lot every chance you get. You don't just practice, you know, five minutes before. You do this all the time. And John, I know when you're getting ready for a speech, you're practice, um, you're practicing multiple multiple times like how many times do you practice before you do a speech oh it's a good question depends on what i'm talking
0: about depends what the topic is if it's some, well you know most of the topics that i speak to i'm very familiar with because i live it right and i when you live what you're talking about i think it's pretty easy to talk about it i think mm-hmm. what you got to get over is just the nervousness of just being in front of people i'm worried about you know <laughs> I know this is going to sound really bad, but this is another tip, right? And then we're going to cover this next week. I don't really care what people think about me when I'm up on stage.
1: How's that possible? Everyone right. cares about what people no. think.
0: Yeah, I know. And actually, it's funny because I actually did a talk um, late or last year to uh, to a group of um, quality engineers and and, and such. And uh, I stood there in front of the room and I said, "I really don't care what you think about me right now." And they're They all all looked at me with this stunned face. I go, my goal up here is not to worry about what you're thinking about me from a presentation, even from going into an interview. I don't care what you think about me. I just want to make sure that I deliver the best value that I can in the conversation that we're having.
1: Mm. So
0: whether I'm delivering my talk, I'm doing an interview, I'm presenting something to somebody. It's making sure that I get that value back out to you.
1: So yeah, mm-hmm. you may have
0: an opinion about me. You may think, you know, my breath sinks or my hair is too short, or I don't know what you're thinking. Which is part of the reason why I don't care what you think, because I don't know what you think. And and I've done that too. I've stood in front of a room and I said, you know, can anybody tell me what I'm thinking about right now? And everybody just kept their hands down and said, No, we don't know what you think no. about right now. We never know what the other person on the other side of the table is thinking about, or the other person who's sitting in a chair listening to you is thinking about.
1: So John, you didn't always feel that way. So what changed? How did you make (laughs) that shift?
0: Uh, Practice. Lots, lots and lots and lots of practice. In 2016, I went through, I think I shared this already, but in 2016, I went through the journey where my goal was to deliver 365 speeches in a year. So speeches, and let me qualify this, speeches were repeated speeches in front of people. Sometimes it was video content that I created, sometimes it was in person. Um, I ended up creating a video newsletter for my team as a way to practice speaking on camera. So anything and everything I could do. So it was really cool from from a work perspective. I leverage, I'm very, you know, it's funny, I was talking to somebody yesterday about putting a course together on how to use your work environment to test all the side hustles that you wanna work on. And one of the things I did to work on my public speaking, is I created video newsletters for the team. So I, I would talk that. about our performance, our KPIs, what we did, how we were delivering, and how we were working against our objectives. And every week, I would put a five-minute video, and sometimes I would bring people in, and we would make some And We had this five-minute vid- five video or three- to five-minute video, and we would just share it out with the team. So that was, you know, if I could do that, at least 25 times in a year that's 25 videos and that goes towards my 365 right i love it that's
1: so thinking outside (laughs) the box for where to get your practice from and people shy away from videos i had to do i didn't have to do i did the same thing and i did it because my team was so big, it was 2,500 people across Canada. How am I going to get the message across all of the provinces at the same time? Video is the best way because, you know, you don't want to write these long emails. And I want them yeah. to hear the, the genuine excitement that I had for our KPIs and for our vision and where we were going as a team. Um, but I, I would ha- invite people and I would, I would give them a rule. We do this video in one take. And what would happen, what was really cool is people would be nervous. They're like, okay, I'm not sure what to say. I'm not sure. And I would say, I would ask them two questions. What's the intent? What's the impact you want to make in this video? And they would articulate that without a doubt every single time. I said, great, we're going to do that in one take. And right away, they'd get all nervous. And then guess what would happen? Because that was the guideline that I put on, one take would happen. So even if they were fumbling on their words, they would keep going. They wouldn't stall. They wouldn't ask for a redo. And it was magical to see this happen because when we when we give ourselves lots of space to make mistakes, guess what? We just make mistakes. We'll make but when we yeah. don't have any leeway, when we get up on stage, John, we have one go. The audience is in front of us. We mm-hmm. need to have words come out of our mouth that, that mean something and that will make an impact. And so if we forget or fumble, we got to keep going. We got to wow. keep going i know so and here's oh man I, I feel like we're giving away all the speaker tips today but the truth
0: is when, even if you forget and you fumble nobody knows what you're going to talk about anyways so <laughs> today it's going to look all intentional right and, and this is one of the things i learned very on in my speaking was nobody knows what you're talking about until you talk about it right so you know and this would show up and actually we're going to cover this too um, as part of my my reviews at the end, right, my feedback sessions to say, hey, you know, I would go in and say, oh, I forgot this, I forgot, and the people around me were like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, they didn't even know.
0: We we didn't even know that you were going to talk about that. Yeah. So you know, if you're worried about fumbling, if you're worried about missing out on something, nobody knows what you're going to talk about anyway.
1: I love so,
0: it. Well, it yeah. goes back
1: to what we started at the beginning, practice. So John, we and you both have on Thursday, we have the C- Confident Communication Workshop. It's at 12 noon. We want everyone to join us because it's so, these are so important to, to really learn this stuff. But guess what? Me and you are going to be practicing, practicing, practicing this weekend to be ready for Thursday. And, you know, what is it that you need to practice in your life? What are you getting ready for? And think about that this weekend. And I think that's that's our call to action. And, the, of course, the other call to action, we'd love to have you with, with us on Thursday. So we will put the link in uh, the, the comments here. It's on both of our on our LinkedIn and our Facebook pages. Come and join us for this event.
0: Yeah, I love it. Oh, I just wanted to take a quick mention. Tim, actually, he's going to be practicing for two conferences that he's going to be speaking at, one in Vegas and London, UK. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Tim. That's awesome. Uh, we're chatting today, so I'm looking forward to that as well. But, yeah, no, practice, practice, practice. There's a few tips in there to really elevate your speaking in front of people and just taking it to a whole new level. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So, yes, the, you know just kind of building on what Heather talked about, share the share our Thursday event our, our goal is really to impact a million people this year and one of the way we do that is through your support and if you can share it out with your community share it with people in and around your circle we would want that as well okay so with that we're going to wrap up Friday make sure you celebrate and remember when you shift your mindset you shift your life wishing you all a great one we'll be back on Monday Have, take care everybody